This episode of the Chapter Next podcast is being brought to you by our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. Pump 5 delivers quality car service directly to our members' cars. Do you hate going to the gas station? Our specially trained service providers will bring the gas directly to your car. Do you have no time to have your car detailed? Do you need tire services? Our members use our app to have our service providers bring their skills directly to their cars wherever their car is parked. So how does your morning look? Do you have to take the kids to school? Do you have to get up at ungodly hours to go to work? Are you desperately missing those last 20 minutes of sleep because you know you told yourself the night before that you had to go to the gas station? Well, our members enjoy a life where they can just get up, walk outside, get into their freshly cleaned, full tank cars, and go about their day. We want you to be able to enjoy that too. So be sure to check our website at www.pump5, that's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E dot com. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. I am Talithia Thompson. I'm a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, and right now I'm just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. I am Talithia Thompson, your illustrious host, and I am glad to have y'all here. I would like to take this moment to remind everybody of just how awesome women over 40 are, and there's a reason for that. Whenever I have been telling people about my podcast lately, I've been getting a lot of why women over 40. And first off, skip y'all. What you mean, why women over 40? Why not women over 40? But that's the Talithia natural response. That's not the one I always share, depending on who you are. So my thoughts were this. Okay, so since last year with this whole thing with George Floyd, everywhere in the media, I'd say like commercials on Facebook and stores, just about everywhere, all of a sudden there's this new emergence of more people of color, which is great. I'm celebrating it. We all need to celebrate it. But one of the things I've noticed from people that are not of color (laughs) is complaints about the fact that they see people of color everywhere. (laughs) Like what that showed to me and what I make it my business to share whenever I'm in the vicinity of these types of conversations is the reason it's so new to them is because it hasn't happened. It's not like people of color haven't been around, but we haven't seen as many commercials where the families were multiracial or where there were more like not even just people of color, but like women with like a little extra melanin or men with like dark skin men and women who are being portrayed in these different media outlets or these different venues in a positive light. It's such a shock. And the reason people are in a position where they can complain about it is because they aren't used to it. Like we folks of color grew up seeing white people everywhere. (laughs) We just did. They were in all the commercials and all the TV shows, all of our superheroes. So if you will remember that huge response we got when uh, Black Panther was going, and it got such a huge response, not even just from the Black community, but from everybody. But one of the things that the naysayers were saying was, well, what's the big deal? (laughs) It's not like you guys have never seen superheroes. And it's not like we hadn't seen superheroes. They just didn't look like that (laughs) all the time. Like the little boys growing up, like enjoying Superman and Batman. Those weren't played by men of color. Those were white men. And so it's interesting to me to notice just how strong a response we got when all of a sudden the people or the things that were being celebrated was this person or this image that nobody else had seen. And that's actually how I feel about 
women over 40. (laughs) I feel like overall, the images of women that stand out are those that are younger and they're thinner. And it's like just this, I feel like now there's this huge like rebelliousness against like just the stereotypical woman and how just overall she's not real. Like it's fictional. Nobody really looks like the woman you see on the magazine. She don't look like that (laughs) before people fix it up. And I feel like there's a big pushback against that. But overall, you don't tend to see very many women over 40 that are killing it. Like, you just don't. Over 40 that are women of color, that are successful entrepreneurs. You don't really hear a lot about, like, every now and again, you might hear about them as moms, I feel like. Or you might hear about a a woman over 40 who, like, may be doing, like, just stuff for her kids or stuff for her family. But when you get into like the professional space, even like just with the last election, just this huge resurgence of women entering the political space and reclaiming their voice. And a lot of those women aren't even over 40. (laughs) It's just, it's not necessarily something you see. So here at the Chapter Next podcast, we are making it our business to be celebrating women over 40. And it's not like women under 40 don't rock because we do. Let's just be honest. Women rock. We do. We're powerful. We're smart. We're getting stuff done. And the more we get done, the more the world will change. So we better keep it up. But I just feel like once you get over 40, what you've done is you've spent a lot of time building your life. Nah, living your life. (laughs) You went to college, you got a job, or you didn't go to college, you got a job. Whatever you did, you got busy doing it. So once you get to about 40, 42, that's around the time when you realize (laughs) things are exactly what they are based on exactly what you did. And you have a choice. And the women that we're celebrating here are women that decided to go after changing it. And it's interesting because I'm hoping all women will listen to the Chapter Next podcast. I really am. I want all women to listen and be inspired. I want them to get value out of this podcast. I want them to be able to hear that, okay, she's doing it and she's doing it fabulously. And that means you can do it from anybody. And even if you're not necessarily going after the same goal that other woman is going after, If what you're going after is just changing your lifestyle and maybe in your life look the way you want it to, even if you just can get a couple nuggets from some other woman that's doing it to like empower your path in that way, then I'm happy. And I say, let's celebrate it. But one of the things I realized for me personally is it was around 40 when my thoughts just started to change a little bit. Not long after I turned 40, my mom passed. I really started to get a strong appreciation of my time. And I spent time just kind of looking at my own life. At some point, you have to do it. Some women do it after 40. Some women do it before 40. And whenever you do it, it's, and I pray that you let it be as life-changing for you as you need it to be. You know what I mean? But you kind of look back at your life and you look at the decisions you made, the stuff you did that was smart and it was a a great decision and you're glad you did it. And then you look at the stuff you did that was just downright stupid. (laughs) It was just foolish. And it's not, I don't think even the foolishness is a bad thing. It's just where you were and that's the decision you made based on where you were and the the amount of resources you were dealing with. So it's just one of those things where it's not like we're necessarily building the life we want, but it's like we're running from the life we don't want, which looks different. And I feel like that's kind of what I did. I was financially insecure for, shoot, most of my 20s and a good chunk of my 30s. But I didn't want to be broke. I didn't want to not have what I needed. I didn't want my kids to not have a place to live. I didn't want us to not have enough food. And so I was living my life based on what I did want rather than actively going after what I did want. And the huge difference in that is it's just you focus so much on what you have to do. One of the things that I remember Les Brown saying is he remembers he would kind of go back and talk to some of the guys he used to hang with on the corner, you know, the street corner back in his, I guess, early 20s or whatever. 
And he had gone back about 15 years later. And some of the guys were still there. His thought was like, man, how can you still be there? He had kind of changed his life and went after this career he had, was super successful. And that changed his whole future. You know what I mean? And he was like, how can these folks still be in the same place? And his thing was, it's all based on each decision you make every day. It wasn't like they got up 15 years later and said, you know, I'm going to be here 15 years from now. It was just that every day of those 15 years, they decided to get up and go outside and hang out on the corner. That's why 15 years later, that's where they were. And that was the same for me. Like I wasn't hanging out on the corner, but every day I was working these jobs that would pay me something that would give me enough money that I would need to be able to make sure I could pay rent or to make sure I could feed my kids. That's just about it. (laughs) I don't necessarily even know if I was even really dreaming much past just that because there was just no room for it. (laughs) It's like you wake up, you go to work, you drive the kids off, you pick them up, you cook dinner, give everybody a bath, then it's time to go to bed and you look up and it's the next day, the next year, the next century, literally, and all the time has passed. And one of the things that I thought was important is like when I got to the point where I was asking myself, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? What do I want to have? How do I want my life to look? 40 plus years had literally passed. I mean, the kids were older. So that landscape looked a little different. You know what I mean? But overall, by the time I got to the point where I was asking those questions, I was doing exactly what the dude on the corner was doing. I was getting up every day and going to these jobs. They were not dead end jobs. They just weren't what I was called to. And that's why none of them fit. That's why I never fit into any of them long term. I could make myself go to work. I could make myself go and sit in that cubicle and push that button and take that call or (laughs) greet that customer and help them or sell them whatever. Like I could do that. I could make myself do that because I needed to. I needed the money. But it wasn't what fed me. It wasn't what made me feel excited to get up and get out of the bed and go into work. And I think we are all able to do that. No matter how you got there, whether you went to college to get a degree to end up doing that job or whether you just got a job somewhere and over the years you got more experience and you're paid a little bit better, right? Because I remember clearly being like 17 or 18 and that $10 an hour job just sounded spectacular. To be able to go somewhere and work for $10, $12 an hour, that was like, whew, I thought I made it. You know what I mean? And then I clearly remember a time in my life, 20 some odd years later, where Shoot, if I was going to apply for a job for 10 or $12 an hour, I almost would rather darn near better work for free. Like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> but I mean, that's because my life circumstances changed and so did the way I valued myself and the way I looked at my time. That's what changed, how I started looking at my time and what I had to offer. At one point in my life, the $12 an hour, it did seem like a lot. And the truth is, at that point in my life, it was. Like, I did already have bills to pay. I did already have things that I had to do. That just meant there was never any extra. So. If you find yourself looking like at the different people that are in your space and you're asking yourself, why don't they ever have any extra? Why don't they ever do this differently? It's probably because there's just not enough money in their space for them to be able to. Like everybody wants to be doing their best, right? So keep that in mind. But I just realized that I've been saying some of that stuff for a long time. I'm sorry, back to when I was, I heard myself asking like what I wanted to do, right? And so I just realized I heard myself, I've been saying that a long time. I could hear myself having the same complaints. You know what I mean? And I got tired of hearing my own complaints. So I know the people standing around me got tired of hearing them. And how are the people in your space looking? You know what I mean? If you sit and you think about the different people that you talk to, the different people that you go to to kind of vent, the different people that you're kind of looking at and you're seeing what they do and 
you kind of want to do it, but you haven't made any steps forward and you're complaining to somebody about what you don't want to do. Like, are you at the point yet where you're tired of hearing yourself complain? And it may not even be something that they're doing outwardly. It could just be things that they are like, you could be looking at somebody in your space who's lost a good amount of weight. And you're looking at your own body wondering, okay, (laughs) how long am I going to be stuck in here? Or is this just it? And not liking what you have to see. You know what I mean? And not valuing your body the way that you want to be able to. Is it money? Is it, did somebody go back to school or do something to get a promotion and now they're making more money? And you know, you could be making more money and you could have a better job, but you don't. Is it somebody else's relationship? Are there people in your space that are getting married? They're getting remarried. Are they getting a divorce? And you're looking at them and you're wondering like why your life, like you just want what they want for whatever reason. But all you're doing is sitting around complaining about the fact that you don't have it. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, not having the things that I wanted in my life for a long time. It, I don't know how much it affected me. I want to feel like I could hear me complaining about it. But on hindsight, it had to be making me more bitter. Like it had to be making me lose confidence just in the way I wanted my life to look and lose confidence in myself and my ability to make it look that way. And I feel like right when you get around 40, when you come to a crossroads, it's like, can I do this thing or can't I? If you're at that point and if you're not at the point where you're saying, can I do this thing or can't I? You got to be sure to watch yourself so that you're not getting to the point where you're turning into that bitter person that's sitting back talking bad about somebody else somewhere that is doing exactly what you want to do. Because if they're doing it, hon, that just means it can be done. And so I'd like to encourage you to really just spend some time paying attention to what you're saying, what kind of conversations you're having with yourself, with your friends, with your spouse, with your kids. When your kids start talking about going after their dreams and goals, what is your response to that? Is your response to remind them that, yes, they are all powerful beings, literally, and they can do whatever they want to? Or do you hear yourself pointing out reasons why they can't? Why they can't do that? They weren't made that way. They aren't smart. That's not their strength. Or whatever that is. And if that's the case, first off, stop. (laughs) It is not your place in life to talk your kids out of whatever their greatness is. It is not. It is your job to encourage them. And to be there for them as they learn to navigate this thing called life. So if that's what you're doing, stop. But second of all, ask yourself, where is that coming from? Like, what is it about whatever they're trying to do that makes you feel so threatened that you can't see the greatness in them and the potential in whatever it is they're trying to do? So keep that in mind. And another thing that I really had to, like, to get myself behind was I think part of it was, like, I knew what I wanted in my life. And part of me felt like it was just going to happen. Like, I wanted to make more money. I felt like, okay, I could hear me talking about wanting more money. I could hear me talking about wanting a different house. I could hear me talking about wanting to be healthier and to have different things in my relationships. But I wasn't actually doing anything to go after it. And I think that's around the time when I turned 40 when I was just seriously tired of my own mess. I was like, yeah, tired of hearing me complain, but also tired of seeing me not do anything about it. It was almost like I got to the point where I was like, look, either go after this thing and fix it or shut up. <laughs> like, just what's the point in just sitting around complaining about it all the time? And you know those people that you look at and you can look at your face and you can tell that they've spent a lot of time being disappointed in their lives. Best believe that would have been me <laughs> if I hadn't done something just more on purpose, to purposely start going after the kind of life that I really wanted to create. So why do I want to talk to women over 40? Because I really feel like that's around the time when we get there. What's one of the things I'm really excited about is, well, for starters, I mean, I've had some really awesome guests on here and we're going to keep that going. I like the idea of talking to other women that 
were in exactly the same place that I was. They kind of looked at their life and looked what they were doing and they were tired of it and they wanted to go after doing something else. And I really feel like because it's something that tends to happen right when you get over 40, there is truly magic in talking to the women that are in their 50s, their 60s, their 70s, and they have just learned to get over their own mess. They have learned to, if their life is going to change, they're going to have to start doing something about it. And they got busy doing it. And the reason for that is there is magic in their story. Whenever I talk to them, whenever I hear about the different things that they had to do in order to make their lives look the way they want it to, it's really beautiful to see that there were practical steps there. <laughs> like It wasn't like they blinked one day and they were just this glorious business owner. You know what I mean? For instance, like I talk about Sean a lot, Deshaun Russell, who's the owner of Southern Elegance Candle Company. And I love hearing how she got started making candles in her kitchen. She was selling at flea markets. She was selling to people on the side. And now when she talks about her million-dollar business, you know exactly what she did to build it. I love being able to call her and send an email or watch her on Instagram or TikTok because she's all over y'all. You got to go find her. And just kind of seeing the things she's doing to get herself from the step she's on to the next step that she wants to be. Because success leaves a path. And one of the cool things, especially about the women that I've been talking to, is they've been very open about sharing their path, which I just love. Because honestly, I feel like that is definitely something we as women need to be doing. Like, just share your path, sis. I'm not your competition. And this other woman that wants your tip, she's not either. The women that I've been talking to, they have been very open about sharing their path, about sharing like specific resources and specific conversations they had. Specific times in their lives when they were looking out at something and looking at the job they had and they knew they couldn't go any higher. So they wanted to do something else. So keep that in mind. Just one of the things we'll be doing here is as <laughs> for as long as I'm around, y'all, is just celebrating other women, but also celebrating why they're so awesome and the steps that they took to get from point A to point B to point Z to whatever place in their life they are right now. Because that is something that I figured out. Once I started looking around for just different women to talk to that were like, over 40, over 50, over 60 that were killing it, it wasn't hard to find them. <laughs> it was just, I just realized there weren't a whole lot of people talking about them. Like, they were killing it, right? Like, and it's interesting because even when I look at just like women in my life, my normal life that I see, like, that are over 40, they're like, they're smart, they're like driven, they're passionate, they're talented, their kids are doing well. And even when you think about just the stories that you hear about them, and I think that's what gets us too. It's like you look at them and you feel like their lives must be perfect. Their lives must be doing exactly what we want their lives to do or what the way you want your life to look. And then it's funny because it's like you say to yourself almost like, why don't our lives look the way we want them to? Why can't I do that? If she's doing it, why aren't I like that? And it's funny because the, even from that, you get the whole gamut of questions. Why is my life not like that? Why can't I do that? Why aren't my kids acting that way? Why fill in the blank, right? Whatever your thing is, fill in the blanks. You see them and they just look just gloriously happily married. And then you look at other people and they're not married at all. They're single, but they're enjoying their lives. They're traveling. They're doing what they want to do. Then you see some women, they're like, they have been in like whatever their careers are for years and they love their careers and they're thriving. And those are the people that they're financially secure. They have the kind of life that you want. And then you look at some people and, I mean, they may be starting a whole new career. But what gets me is just like when you look at that snapshot of their life, just how happy they look and how they just look so successful. And that's how you want your life to look. And it was crazy because that was around, the, I feel like once I got to the point where I was tired of my own life, one of the things that really that I had to work through was looking at these people with the lives that I wanted to have and at the way their lives were looking. 
and really just kind of feeling like, man, is it too late for me? Right? Is this it? <laughs> like, here I am. And it's foolish now, even hearing myself talk about it, especially like thinking about just how far I have to go. But at the time, that's how it felt. Like, is this it? Like, I'm in my 40s. These kids ain't listening to nobody, especially the adult kids. Goodness gracious. And I wasn't happy with my marriage. I felt like my financial situation was just the craziest. I just couldn't get it under control the way I wanted to. And it was interesting because one day I just got so mad. Like, I was looking at, it was crazy, but I was looking at, I was flipping through Facebook and it had this picture of this lady who was like, pretty mature. So she's probably in her mid-80s, her 90s. So she was pretty mature. And I got so mad because I felt like, okay, if I feel this way now, how does my life look for the next 30 or 40 years? Like, is this really it? And it's a trip because you want to age, right? I mean, aging, that's the preferred choice. Aging is a privilege denied to many. (laughs) And it's a privilege that I want to be able to take advantage of. But so much of my life just didn't look like the way I wanted it to. And I just started to get overwhelmed with how awful things looked and how bad it felt because I just felt powerless. Like, okay, is this even something I can fix? You know what I mean? And is this it? And it was interesting because I don't remember, I don't remember what happened to change it. But I think it was around the time when, well, one, I was tired of looking at my life being the way it was. And two, That was around the time when I started asking myself, well, what do you want? You know what I mean? It's like you spend so much time going after the things that just fix it, plugging the holes in the dike. You know what I mean? And and making sure your life doesn't fall apart, that you're not really focused on what you do actually want. And that was when I started realizing that, okay, I've gotten this much done. I've gotten this far in 40 some odd years, right? Some of it was planned. Most of it wasn't. That's the truth. (laughs) Most of it wasn't planned. Most of it really was just me going from day to day trying to make it through. But I mean, some of it was, and some of it was welcomed. You know what I mean? I welcomed the fact that my children were healthy and and that I loved them and that I had a family. But there were other things in my life that really weren't welcomed. And life does happen. (laughs) You know what I mean? And even realizing the next step is life doesn't just happen. It happens oftentimes as a reflection of my own choices, of the choices I made. I chose to get married. When I found out I was pregnant with my son, When I was 16, I chose to have him. I was given the option by very many people in my space of not becoming a mother. And that was never something I considered. Once I realized he was coming, I figured I'm a mom and he going to come home and I'm going to raise this kid and we're going to figure this out. But it wasn't so much life just happened to me. What I was dealing with in my life was a direct result of the choices I've made. So I would like to encourage you to spend some time thinking about that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of stuff in life happens and We didn't have any control over it, right? We didn't have any control over the people that are in our space that may have done something to us that messed up our life. You don't have any control over that drunk driver that hit your car or whatever. There's things that happen in your space and happen in your life that you don't have any control over. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about the decisions that you purposely made, the college you chose, the college you chose not to go to, right? The job you chose to get instead, the career you decided to go after, the career that you just ended up in for whatever reason and you haven't changed it yet. But those things are all the things that are a result of your choice. The cool thing about that is you chose it. So what that means is right now you can choose something different. (laughs) So that's when I started asking, what do you want? And it was interesting because even when I started that, I got mad again because I didn't know. (laughs) Like, how do you get to be 40 and not know what you want? You know what I mean? But I really didn't. But I could tell you I could spend a good 30, 45 minutes just without taking a pause, letting you know what I didn't want. (laughs) Like, I can tell you what I didn't want out of this mess no more. 
And honestly, that's what I spend the last 20 some odd years doing. The not so good thing is I had spent 20 some odd years complaining about what I didn't want. The good thing was that was a good place for me to start. You know what I mean? I didn't know what I wanted. So even if I can be like, okay, I don't want this, and I could list out the things I didn't want, I may not know what to do to start adding to my life yet, but I had a very clear picture of what to do to start moving certain things around and getting them out of my life so that they weren't a part of the thing that was sapping my joy and and taking away the light in my life every day. So that's what I did. I also started talking to other women. You know what I mean? Just being like, is this the career that you've had your whole life? You know what I mean? Is this the one that you've wanted? Is this the one that you purposely went after? Do you have kids? Did you want children? Did you not want children? And some of the things, it was interesting because most of the women that I were talking to, now granted, a lot of them were, were my age, some a little younger, some a little older, but mostly like around in my same age range, they didn't know either. <laughs> like, But it was interesting. The women that knew exactly what they wanted, it was interesting to see just how big a difference there was in how they were living their life based on what they wanted and what they were going after. And then the women that didn't really know what they wanted and how they were living their lives and based on <laughs> just what they had pretty much accepted. And one of the things that I really got a kick out of was, one, finding out that, okay, I'm not alone here. Overall, we are, as women, we take care of so much stuff that we don't necessarily always make it our business to just hold our peace and figure out what we want out of our life and make it happen. So it was nice having those conversations and talking to other women that were like, you know what, from this point on, I'm about to figure this out. Or I'm going to go get that book and figure out how to do this. This one lady I was talking to, it was funny because when she was a kid, she remembers crocheting with her grandma all the time. One of the things she was talking about was she just misses crocheting. When she was a kid, she liked being able to crochet like the little doilies and blankets and things like that with her grandma. And she misses doing it. And she was like, I don't even know if I want to make a career out of it, but I would love to be able to just have some time sitting in my chair with my coffee and just spend some time crocheting. And so by the end of our conversation, it was a goal of hers to work that into her life, to like literally schedule that into her life, whether it's like just five hours a week where she just sits and crochets and let her brain do whatever it needs to do because it brought her so much comfort. And that was one of the things. It's interesting because so many of us was focusing on like the life that we had kind of built for ourselves that we really stopped living. Like living in a way where you have a life that actually feeds you. You know what I'm saying? Where you are spending time like laughing, where you have like real joy in your life, where (laughs) it's like, You're not even so much at your wit's end. You know what I mean? Because it's one of those things where, I don't know, I feel like I was so busy living that when things would happen, I didn't have enough reserves to like handle these situations calmly. I was already at the end of my rope. So whatever happened, it just came. I was taken from a place that put me in the negative emotionally, honestly, because I hadn't built up enough emotional reserves to be prepared for the things that aren't the norm. It's weird, but it's just, And it was really one of those things that, like, I don't know, I think another thing is people are like, well, what do you mean by joy? Then I don't just mean like laughing at a joke. By joy, I mean just being in this place in your life where you're able to just be content. You're at peace and like real contentment. Well, not even so much that you look at your life and you don't hate it, but that you genuinely love it. You genuinely feel like you are feeding whatever part of you that is you that needs to be happy and that needs to be whole in order to live the kind of life that you want. And it was interesting because, I don't know, I feel like somewhere in my 20s and my 30s, and it's funny because I keep referring to these age ranges only because I feel like they were such a blur because of it. They were such a blur because I just had to go to work, so I did. I had to kind of live my life, so I had the responsibilities that 
were going on. And so I met them and I was trying to do what I could to make sure that they were being taken care of in the way they needed to. But and the whole idea of living and like joy and contentment, peace, stuff like that. I don't even know if that was a part of the conversation. Like, I know there was no point in my 20s where I was like, what makes me peaceful? What makes me happy? What makes me content? And even if that conversation had to happen, I was moving so fast and going through so much stuff. I highly doubt I would have paid attention to it. I probably would have been like seriously perplexed about like, that's a good question. And then my life would have gone on. I certainly wouldn't have done anything to look after it. But one of the things that I realized was I better. <laughs> like, if I don't get busy figuring out how to live my life in a way where my mind and my body are in a healthy place and are content and are at peace, it just won't happen. And then you hear these stories about people in their early 40s and their early 50s having strokes and having heart attacks because they've been so stressed and their lives have been so chaotic. And it's just one of those things where it's sad because in a lot of ways, it's truly something that we had control over. It wasn't like it was just something that just happened to us. So I don't know. That was my goal. From that point on, I really wanted to be sure that I was living my life in a way that was actually feeding my spirit. You know what I mean? That was actually helping me to like be at peace and have some contentment and live my life in a way where I'm living out my true purpose, but not at the expense of my mental health or my physical health either. And here again, those are all conversations that I didn't have. And as I was looking at those are conversations that I didn't have with other people, but as I started having them now, I realized that these other women were looking too. <laughs> like, I thought I was alone. You know what I mean? People, they look like they have it all together and some things are together. So that is something I would like to like point out. There were some women that I could talk to and as far as their like budget, like their family budget, their own personal budget, they had a plan down to the cent. Dave Ramsey says, give every dollar a name. Those women gave every penny a name and they knew the name and they knew what day that that particular penny was up to be spent. <laughs> like they had it completely under control. And that was great. But she really had issues connecting emotionally with her kids and her family because she had been so stressed so emotionally from her job, her normal daily job. And that makes sense. Or you might meet somebody who's like, she's a great mom. Like she does a great job with her kids. She's tapped in and her kids are empowered and they are going out into this world as whole human beings as a result of her parenting and the way she and her husband are raising the kids. But when it comes to like just going to work and getting there on time and being self-disciplined, she totally just, she sucked at that. That wasn't her strength. And don't misunderstand me because I don't necessarily feel like that makes her a good or bad person. Like either way, it just is what it is. You know what I mean? But what I feel like is just look how awesome, how much she would have been able to benefit. The lady who was having issues with being self-disciplined. Well, her budget was kind of funky too, right? So just think of how much she would have been able to benefit from talking to the woman who had her budget in place or from hearing from that lady who had her budget in place and taking a few of those tips. So that's what I want us to be able to do here. I feel like we all have at least one area, probably closer to like 10 or 12, but at least one area where we totally rock, right? The chapter next is a place where we celebrate all women. We do. We celebrate all the ways that they rock and we have grace and complete understanding for the ways that they don't. So I want to be able to have us all to celebrate together, but also focus on growing together. I want y'all to hear from somebody like Simone, who was having issues with being a mom and she went after it and she did the research and she put herself and her body and her life in a place where she could have her babies and she could stay at home with them and be a stay at home mom with them. Like there's some woman out there in her life who's looking at just turned 40 and she's like, no, I may be, it's too late for me to have babies. It's too late for me to be able to have kids. And I want you to hear from someone like Simone and know, hey, 
this can actually happen. I can actually go after whatever my dream is. And I want us to do that together. I want us to be able to highlight the magic in each of us, to be able to flourish in our own lives, but also to be able to help each other to flourish together. All right. So at this time, we'd like to give a special shout out to our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, for delivering quality car service directly to our members. Our members don't go to the gas station. Our members don't have to worry about taking their card to have it detailed and leaving it there all day. And our members also don't have to worry about having to plan a special trip in their busy lives just to go and have their tires taken care of. They use our company app to schedule all those services at their convenience and our specially trained providers will bring those services directly to their car. We deliver gas on site, we provide tire service on site, and we also provide auto detailing at our members' convenience. So how does your life look? Do you have any extra time specifically to set aside for anything extra that also includes having your car taken care of? Our Pump 5 members don't, and they don't have to. So be sure to look into Pump 5. That's www.pump5.com. That's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E.com. So our service providers can deliver our services directly to your car. Pump 5 was recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. That is www.podcasttown.com. Be sure to check them out for all your podcasting needs. Thank you very much. Do y'all remember that story, Stone Soup? And it was a story I heard as a kid, but I think it really works here. It's a European folk story. It's about how all this little bunch of hungry strangers, they share a small amount of their food to make a complete meal, right? So the person starts making soup and there's a rock at the bottom and then somebody across the street comes and brings a potato or two and someone else from down the street comes and brings some kind of vegetable. And by the time it's all said and done, they all have this complete soup that everybody in the community can benefit from. That is exactly what I want for the chapter next podcast. We all have our own magic and I want us all to be able to bring that to the pot. I want us to celebrate ourselves together. I want us to celebrate each other and to be able to celebrate our magic by working together and sharing our different resources with each other so we can all learn and grow together. We all have our own pot. Our own pot will not be neglected by us being able to contribute to the pot that we will all share together. You know what I mean? By being able to contribute to each other and being able to share our experiences and grow together. So, for instance, have y'all heard of Chef Babette? Look her up. Chef Babette Davis. The lady is 70. She did an interview with The Black Doctor, so be able to check it out. And some years ago, I think she said she started in her like late 40s, early 50s with bodybuilding and eating for the sake of nutrition. And the lady is 70, but if you get a chance to look at the woman, you will just trust us. She's 70. <laughs> Take our word for her. But she is gorgeous. And she is like, it's funny because I have never wanted to be thin. That's never been my thing. I'm like six foot tall woman. I've always been curvy, but I, and I've never wanted to be thin. I still don't want to be super thin, but best believe I'm taking some tips from some of the things she's sharing as far as nutrition and exercising to be sure that when I'm 70, when I'm 80, when I'm 90, when I'm 120, that my body looks exactly the way I want it to. And it's from watching people like her that shows me it is possible. <laughs> it is not just possible. It is attainable. There's a way to do it. And she is very open about her path and about her like workout routine, how she eats. She has a whole like blog that she has her own. She talks a lot on Facebook. And she's very like open as far as like being able to reach out to her and ask her questions. So research her. You'll see exactly what I mean. So if you are at a situation where you are 45, where you are 50, and you are looking at your body and you're saying, I just don't like this space. I don't want this to look that way. Okay, start there. Look up Chef Babette Davis. <laughs> see, her, see what she's doing and start by imitating whatever it is she has going on because that's the place to start. 
One of my goals is just to be a real estate developer. I want to be someone that owns many properties, that rents some out, that also flips properties. But that's just something that I want to do. I remember when I first kind of got like a passing interest in real estate. And it's a trip because I swear, I started looking at real estate probably in my 20s. I was probably like 25, 26. Carlton Sheets. Do y'all remember those videos from way back when? He would send this little, I ordered the whole little kit. He sent the kit to the house and it was DVDs and books and you read through them and you learn how to do like real estate and commercial real estate. So that was, yep, back I'd say I was about 25 or 26 and it was something that I got interested in. Here I am 45 and I still haven't acted on it. Well, I haven't actively purchased a property, but keep an eye on me, y'all. That is definitely something that I'm hoping to do by the end of the year, if not by March of next year. I've got some places in my sites and the different like, just the different things I need to have in order to make the deals happen. So, but Pam Brown, Courtney, I was looking online and it looks, it said her, she was class of 1982. So that makes her about 57 years old ish. I'm guessing based on what I read on the article that she did in um, Shop Black USA, but she built a whole 51 home community. Y'all, she's a real estate developer. She has her own real estate company now, but she was walking around looking for a house. And in the area where she was, The people were being funky. And she said to herself, I don't want to live in a community where people aren't nice to me anyway. So she got busy building her own. You hear me? (laughs) If you read her story, she pretty much says she was praying about it, got showed her a piece of land. And since then, she has built 51 different homes on that community that she rents out to allow people to stay. And they are nice houses. They aren't just, I built some houses to do something. Like every one of them are beautiful. So look her up, Pam Brown Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y. So if real estate development is your thing and you're looking back saying to yourself, okay, it's too late. I don't feel like dealing with toilets. And you have all these reasons to not do it that are basically based in fear, right? You just don't necessarily know if you can at this point. Pam Brown Courtney, look her up, read her story, follow her. Look, success leads a path. Follow her path and see what she did. Reach out to her, send her some emails and ask her how she got started and figure out what you need to do to make your path look just like hers. Because this is one of those things that I really want you to understand. If somebody else is doing it, (laughs) yes, she's smart. Yes, she's strong. Yes, she's resourceful. Yes, she had to figure out a way to make it happen. But if she's doing it, that means it can happen. And that means you can do it too. And that's what I want you to be able to get out of this. You know what I mean? They did it. It can be done. So what have you stopped dreaming about? You know what I mean? You've seen other women do all these spectacular things. You've heard of them. We've all heard the stories. We've all seen them. And we've had these situations where you've told yourself, I can do it, but, or... I would do it and for whatever reason you haven't and you let yourself have these excuses all this time. And now you're at this place where (laughs) the dream hasn't gone away. The vision hasn't gone away. Whatever it was that you was meant to do, it didn't go away just because you stopped thinking about it or because you set it on the back burner. Like, pull the joker out, shine it off and get the dust off of it and figure out where in your life this thing needs to fit. Now, whether you're in a situation where your life is going pretty much according to the way it's always gone and you're not unhappy with it. Or if you're adjusting change where you just laid off from your job, are you so tired of that place where you almost wish they would lay you off? Like, where are you in your life that is showing you with clarity that it's time for you to make a change? Okay, look back at that dream and look back at that goal, whatever it was that you were talking yourself out of and pull it back out. It's time for you to do something about it. So it's like you can look back. Oh, that's another thing I want to talk about. This is in response to the why women over 40 question again. So it's like you can look back and you can see a clear path, right? You see what decisions that led you to where you are. You see the decisions that worked out well, the things that didn't quite so much. And you can purposely kind of look at like how things went according to why you did things the way you did. 
And the, the beauty in that is now you can purposely create a path that can take you to where you want to go. So it's not like you're starting over. You're starting from where you are, which is very important. It's like because we're resourceful, because we can figure out things it's like and make our lives happen, maybe not completely the way you want them to, right? Because things still pop up. Life still happens. But you can make your life start to look the way you want it to with the resources that you have from where you are. It's like we look around at the other women and we think that they have it together. But it's one of those situations where you really don't know where that woman came from. You know what I mean? You don't know anything about her past. You don't know anything about like the circumstances that are in her life or what's going on. And even when you do kind of get a little bit of a glimpse into however things may or may not have been for her in the past or how they are now, you still really don't know the whole story. It's interesting because one of the things I read on Facebook that really got my attention, especially for me, because I feel like, I don't know, at 45, I did expect to be at different places in my life. It was funny because I did a Facebook Live a little while back when I was driving Lyft. And one of the things I was kind of pointing out, I'm not really sure how people got that impression from what I was saying. I watched it a couple of times and I still didn't get it. But like after it was over, people were like, you shouldn't be ashamed to drive and Lyft and you shouldn't feel bad about it. And it's funny because it's not like I felt ashamed to be driving Lyft because I'm not. First off, I'm kind of at the point where I'm not doing anything that I have to be ashamed of. Skip that. If I can't own it and be open about it, I don't want to do it. But also because I feel like driving Lyft right now is a choice. I'm building Pump 5. I'm building my business. And if I can keep the profits from the business makes going back into the business, I can build it more sustainably and make it look the way I want it to. So I'm doing that on purpose. But one of the things that did kind of like click with me is how a lot of times I do feel like I should be farther than I am. You know what I mean? So this stuff that I'm talking about, y'all keep in mind, I'm not giving this to y'all from a, a point of view of I have arrived and I have figured it out. This is all coming from I'm figuring this stuff out too. I am learning as well. I am talking to people. I have people who are my friends and my coaches in my mind. They don't know it, but I have been watching them and stalking them <laughs> and doing what I can to make my lives look like them. But it's interesting because one of the things I read that really stuck out to me was I just did a screenshot of it on Facebook. So it's not mine. I don't own it, but it speaks to me. So if y'all meet the people that did it, <laughs> let them know I'm sorry I couldn't shout them out. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see who wrote it. But it's the people in your age group who did not experience life-altering trauma had an advantage over you. Your brain was focused on surviving while they were free to develop and grow. So you might feel like you're left behind, but it's because you were doing your best to survive. And I'd be doggone if that wasn't exactly what I was doing. I just was. During my 20s and my 30s, I really was. I felt like I was running away from the boogeyman. But at that time, the boogeyman was hunger and homelessness and, <laughs> and like just not being able to take care of them little kids that was looking at me and telling me I'm hungry as often as they did. You know what I mean? So it's interesting, like talking to people and hearing about their experiences in their lives in their 20s, because for me, by then I was a mom. Like I had a kid and an, I moved out into my first apartment when I was 18 years old. He was born when I was 17. We got an apartment at 18 and I'd been an adult paying bills since like right around then. And that's just how my life went. So it was interesting because like other women are figuring it out too, right? Other women are figuring it out from where they are. I'm figuring it out from where I am based on where I've come from. And there's nothing wrong with it. So I would like to encourage y'all to like really look at where you are and appreciate where you are based on your life and where you've come from and build from there. Don't be looking at them other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like I've literally been making like pretty life-altering decisions since I was about eight. I really was. I felt like I was one of those people where I wasn't exactly raised 
I just grew up. Like my parents were just, they were broken. They really were. And I can appreciate that now as an adult. As a kid, I didn't even know I should be offended. But (laughs) I mean, there was just, I was, folks weren't around to necessarily provide for me the way I needed them to because no one had done it for them. And that's the gist of it. It's interesting because I feel like I spent the last 20 years treading water, like just kind of figuring out how not to drown. So now I'm at a point where I'm learning how to swim and I'm learning how to swim fabulously. I don't need to go to the Olympics, but I want to be able to show off a breaststroke, y'all. So (laughs) my goal for us all here is to learn and grow together. Let's just figure it out together. You don't have to have had it figured out already. Now it's okay to be figuring it out now. So let's learn and grow and do it together. That is all that I have to share for today. So, well, that's all for that part of things. Today, I'd also like to take the opportunity to introduce a new segment to the Chapter Next podcast called Let's Brainstorm It. And so what we're going to do is y'all can send in requests either on email, on Facebook, on Instagram. And what I'd like for us to be able to do is to work out solutions for things that we've got going on. And what that is, is you've got this situation that you've been trying to figure out and you've got as far as your brain can get you. You've thought about it, you've tossed it around, you flipped it over and you're trying to figure out, okay, what should I do next? How should I handle this from this point on? And so what I want us to be able to do is to get solutions. I will offer some solutions, but I also want us to be able to get solutions from the Chapter Next podcast community. So I'd like to encourage you to post them. You can either email them here again at thrive at thechapternextpodcast.com where you can send your whatever that situation is. And it could be something fun. It doesn't have to be this big, heavy, life-altering thing, right? Or it can't be something that's big, heavy, and life-altering. Just keep in mind that we are not trained professionals. I'm giving you a suggestion. Different members of the community are giving you a suggestion. <laughs> but that, look here, research it on your own and make your own decision because we will not be held liable for whatever the consequences are. You keep that in mind, okay? But from what I found in my life overall, I've gotten some of the best suggestions from being able to just Give whatever my situation is to a group full of smart, talented, sharp women and hear whatever their solutions are or how they handled it when they were in that situation. So that's what we're going to do. Towards the end of each episode, I'll be sharing whatever we've chosen from Let's Brainstorm It. And we as a community will work those jokes out. We'll see what we can to work those situations out. So if you have any questions or any solutions for us, any feedback for the Chapter Next podcast, feel free to email us. You can also send those suggestions through DM on Facebook or Instagram. You can post them. My only request would be that you (laughs) send those questions, that feedback, those suggestions in love and make them and word them lovingly. (laughs) So we are open to feedback. I am open to feedback and I I welcome it, but that don't mean I want to get attacked. So (laughs) just keep that in mind. I'm here to help. I'm here to like talk about things and do what I can so we can all grow together. So let's do that in an environment that encourages one another, not one that will tear us down. Keep that in mind, y'all. So that is it. If you know of any people that would be a good guest on the Chapter Next podcast, I'd like to encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. Send me an email. Tell me what their awesome story is. If it is your story, send me an email about you. There is no shame here in letting us know how awesome you are. I want to be able to celebrate women that are out there doing what they need to, to live their lives and make them as awesomely wonderful as they want them to be. And if it's somebody else, let them know that you're telling us about them. <laughs> Don't, I have had situations just more recently where I reached out to somebody and they didn't know what the heck I was talking about. So let's not do that. How about if we do warm introductions, even if it's done by email? I don't mind. But let's do what we need to to be able to celebrate each other and to help each other to learn and grow together. So that is it. I would like to thank you all for joining me today on the Chapter Next podcast. And I will be happy to talk to you all again next time. Have a good week, y'all. Take care. 
Hello, ladies. So if you'll remember, one of the earlier episodes when I was sharing my experience with just transitioning from working full-time for someone else and starting my own business as a business owner, one of the things that I was doing was I was a serial entrepreneur, meaning I was delivering just about everything. I was delivering people, packages, food, all kinds of stuff. But one of the experiences that stuck out to me the most was I was a driver for Lyft, I was an independent contractor for them, and I was also an independent contractor for DoorDash. And the reason I'm mentioning this to you is because I know one of the concerns people that are transitioning have is I just don't have enough money. I can't pay for this, or I don't have any extra money in my world to do whatever this other thing is. And so I would like to encourage you to consider Lyft or DoorDash as a side hustle or just something to do on the side. So I'm going to post a link in the show notes. I know right now there's always different promotions that they're having. Right now, if you start driving in my area, you can get up to an $800 bonus for being a Lyft driver. Or if you want to deliver for DoorDash, they offer bonuses as well. So I'm going to include the links for both of those options in the show notes. Feel free to go and look them over, review them, and see if that's something that's interesting to you. If you decide to do it, great. Tell them Talithia sent you if you decide not to and that, that those things are not for you. Just do a little more research and see what different gigs or different like side jobs that you could do for a little extra money or to free up a little more time that may be available to you. So thank y'all again for listening. I am Talithia Thompson, a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. 